Hello, I'm Paul. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And welcome to the Film Busters Podcast. The film show with no filters, no prisoners taken, loads of disagreements, but one hell of a love for cinema. If you want to hear three friends ridiculing each other for an hour or so regarding their taste in films, then you have come to the right place. In each episode, one of the team picks a film for us to discuss. It could be anything from a recent cinema release to an all-time classic. So, strap in and get ready to get mad or get vindicated as we guide you through the murky world of being a film geek. If you like what you hear, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram using at Pod. You can also find each of our individual accounts. I'm at FilmBustersPaul. I'm at FilmBustersAdam. And I'm at FilmBustersBen. If you want to use your eyes instead of your ears, you can also visit the website at filmbusterspod.co.uk and if busting makes you feel good you can also support us at patreon.com forward slash filmbusters for exclusive content alright can we just get on with this now please filmbusters so how are we all feeling this morning then lads I'm feeling very fine but I have a feeling someone's feeling very rough yeah it's kind of nice to be the one on the opposite side of <laughs> this yeah now you, now you know how it feels your voice is so deep <laughs> why, why did you go to your work Christmas party? That's where I was. Yes, it's a very early Christmas party. Do you it's feel the last cri- day? Do you feel Christmassy and all like ready and festive now? You can put your decorations up. You're gonna hate him today. <laughs> You're no. gonna hate Adam so much. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to put your Christmas decorations up. What, forget this bit, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? He does the body preamble. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we have finally reached boss level version of Grumpy Ben today. Oh wow, yeah. He's, he's, he's so grumpy, he doesn't even want to like comment back. He's gonna fall asleep in this podcast, so he's gonna leave us and he's gonna come <laughs> round to my house and punch me in the head. Boys <laughs> Though I I'm for this podcast. Yes. I'm gonna pretend we're not even podcasting and that I'm just talking to the two of you. Yeah. Okay. All That's right. the only way I'll make it through this. It's the okay. only way. If I have to think about performing in any way, I'm getting the fear. So I'm just going to pretend we're talking. You're getting the fear. <laughs> performing. Don't you just do it normally? I'm just having this banana. Just let me finish this banana here. Can we, can we, can we go on camera for the, you eating the banana? No. <laughs> it will make him heave. So where did you go last night then, Ben? Somewhere in Bloomsbury. Mm, very fancy. I mean, you were very energetic sending us voice notes last night, so uh, I, I thought you would be in good spirits today. Is it an open bar and all of that? <sighs> Silly, isn't it? <clears throat> um, it was on the um, work card, so I didn't have to pay for anything, which was nice. Well, at least the hangover. You've only got one hangover, not the hangover oh, yes. looking at your bank account as well. I know, I know. Oh, my. I know. This morning I checked my phone. I went to go and see my, um, the bank app. Yep. And um, I was so relieved. I'd only spent nine pounds at Morley's. Nine pounds. Oh, that's quite a lot in Morley's as well. So, I know. And, How much um, chicken did you get? I think I got a burger and three bits of chicken. But um, Jenny told me off this morning because uh, I, I obviously uh, fell asleep in the living room. <laughs> and, of course. Um, but that's no reason to tell me off. But she woke up in the middle of the night because uh, Max was making a racket and I'd obviously fallen asleep with all my chicken on the table. And oh, no. Ransacked the chicken. In the <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Terrible. 
Did you have your top off and all grease all over your chest? No, I was fully dressed. I, I was yeah, I grease all over your shirt. Under my blanket on it. Actually, sorry, that reminds me. I have to turn the washing machine on because I put the blanket in there because there was some chicken grease on there. Was one, grease. one second. Oh, at least Maxie got a little. Yeah. Or something. Sorry, folks. <laughs> He's back. Well, the sheets are washing. Should we? Should we? Uh, not dilly dally. This this make you feel better. Should we wash air our laundry? This air our laundry Uh-oh. about today's film, which is the Night of the Living Dead remake from 1990. This is Luke Human's suggestion. Yes. He he said, "Hey, I'm a patron. I want you to to tackle this film, and we will." Is this tackle the first this film. one we've had of this, hasn't? Isn't it? Of what? Of a patron picking on the end of the year. Uh, yeah, the first of a patron pick on the end of a year, yes. yes. Yeah, because I feel like everyone was just waiting for a year that they want, and now it's coming to the end of the year. They're like, oh, we'll just take that yeah. one. Now. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much it. Um, so, yeah, if you could do this kind of stuff at our patron channel at www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters. You can get exclusive content. You could control the show. You get wonderful episodes. You, you meet some wonderful people. And you can get some merchandise as well if you pay enough money. Yes. But, yes, what are we doing after this episode... On today's patron, Adam, potentially not Ben. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how Ben gets there. Um, I won't be there. <laughs> yes, you will, Ben. You'll be fine. I'm not. I haven't done any prep for it, so I won't definitely you won't be there. You can just go on Letterbox and type in history in the subjects and it comes up with films. History. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are going to be talking about our favourite films that taught us about history that we didn't yeah. really know about. Yeah, that's this pretty This came much it. from Luke Human as well. It, it it does because yeah. he watched all quiet on the Western Front and realised he didn't know anything about World War One. Exactly. Well, not well as from much the about... German side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, you can do that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, uh, ben, do yes. you want to do the quiz today? Yeah, I've got the questions here. Oh, okay, that's good. Okay. that's good. Um, At least we've got some normality. <laughs> I know. Uh, so here's the quiz questions. I have some two questions. If they get a question right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, I get the point. Um, Paul's winning at the moment by about four points, five points. He's on 29. Oh, he's only winning by three points. Paul's on 29. I'm on 26 and Adam's on 22. Ooh. So it's all mm-hmm. to play for, I suppose. Uh, question number one. How many times is the word zombie used in this film? Zero. Zero. Shit. <laughs> Who got that first? Paul did. Yeah, Paul did. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely said it way before he said it. I said it before you finished the question. <laughs> there we go. Paul's on 30. Oh. Paul's on 30. Ben's Thank on 26. You. Adam's on 22. All split by four. When we first meet Ben, what is his character holding? Baseball bat. No. Oh, shit. Which one's Ben? Tony Todd. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which one's Tony Todd? Oh, for fuck's oh, sake, Oh, God, Adam. man. I was going to make a point oh. about this as well. Um, for fuck's he sake. Is holding He's... a crucifix. Oh, what idiots. <laughs> I, can I answer the actual question? I actually know what it is now. Yeah. It's a crowbar because it looks like it's mm-hmm. the Candyman hook. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is that. Um, I mean, it's the only interesting thing about this film is when he Ooh, turned his cards up out early, and he revealed before you see him, you see that hook, the hook mm. of the crowbar. I was like, okay, that's a nice nudge wink to Candyman, but it, this was made four years before Candyman. Yeah, exactly. It inspired someone to make Candyman. <laughs> very interesting, though. I mean, it is literally the only interesting thing about the film, but it is very interesting. Wow, you are putting big cards on the table. Yeah. 
So I guess without further ado, like you can maybe round up the points and you might as well just move on to the review. Uh, Adam, uh, Paul's on 30, Ben's on 27 and Adam's on 22. So I think it's probably safe to say as we get to this this later yes. stage of the year that it, it's become a two-horse race. I think unless Jamie Russell turns up and starts giving out 50 points, I'm fucked. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. gonna, it just gets to a point now where Ben can really just say, do I want to make myself win this year by giving really hard questions? Yeah, that's right. Or that's let right. Paul win? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, but I do. I, I I want a fair contest. Yes, of course, of course. I also like to answer questions. I would like to be answering questions again. I would like to hear yeah, your nice answeree. Yeah, I kind of like nice asking questions, so I like being the quiz host as well. But I want yeah. Ben. I want Adam to be the quiz host, really. But will he ever put the work in? <laughs> I would well, do it. The other, the I wouldn't know. Is... These are the type of these type of films where I'm like, what the fuck? Do you have a question about? The winner should get to choose uh, who is the host. Actually. The winner. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, rather than the winner is just automatically that. No, I want to earn it on merit. You're never going to. I don't want to earn it by sympathy. Would you not? You would you not never. take the take the reins if I let you win? No. If I let, if I not let you win, if I tell you, I want you to be the host. No, I want to earn it. I don't want okay, to give it. Fine, up. fine. All right. Well, let's move on to the Night of the Living Dead. Bastard! Jesus, you're weird. Let's just get through this, can we please? Just get it over with. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Barbara. For the love of God, Johnny. They're horny, Barbara. They've been dead a long time. Look, look, there's one of them now. He wants you. <laughs> He's getting closer. Dangerously close. Stop it, John. <laughs> He's going to hear you. It doesn't matter. He knows we're here. It's too late now. There's no escape. No, mother! You bastard. Right, everyone, this is a spoiler episode. This is Nice Living Dead from 1990 by Tom Savini. It's a remake from the George A. Romero film. Um, uh, this is a spoiler episode, as I said. So if you haven't seen it, then we're going to ruin it for you. But if you've seen the original, you probably kind of understand what's going to happen in this film. So, um, yeah, uh, before I move on to Adam's pot summary, I've got a few people who have been in films we've done before. First of all, I might as well just tell you, we've got Tom Savini. He was in Creepshow. Mm. Oh, yeah, he was one of the um, removal people of the crate, if I remember correctly. Oh, see, I couldn't remember. I didn't bother looking. Oh, no, <laughs> he wasn't. He, no, no, Tom Savini is the he is a removal guy at the very end of the film, you know. Yes, he is. No, he's yes. not. He's a garbage truck Garbage man, man. yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Garbage, garbage man. man. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we've got George A. Romero, who obviously it was the original director of this film for the original one and then mm-hmm. he also directed creep show that's right yes then we got tony todd uh the we haven't seen anything with him in i don't yes, think yes we have candy man we yes. haven't done candy man he turned mm-hmm. into candy man at the end of candy man the new one did we do an episode on candy man yeah the new one god that must have been dull as dishwater i don't remember <laughs> it at all <laughs> why did we do an episode on that well, we were very excited to watch it. I suppose we were. That mm. was, um, 
I can't even remember having that conversation with you guys. Mm -hmm. And then finally, we got Bill Mosley. Oh, yes. Three from hell. And three from hell. Probably yes. one or two other things, perhaps. No, that's it. Just three from hell. <coughs> that's it? everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Adam, plot summary of this film, please. Um, these people turn up at a house and the dead come back. Not zombies, the dead people come back. And, yes. yeah. Yeah. And then they attack. And everyone's got to escape with their lives without being zombified. Uh, undeadified. Undeadified, right. That is on the back of the DVD cover. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Good words. Very good. good words. Um, I think, uh, rather than me doing any background on it, mm -hmm. I am. Um, how about I just read Luke's review? Okay. Um, yeah, let's do that. Which might add some context to the whole thing. Yeah. Up front, because obviously this was our dear Luke's patron. I'm very sorry, Luke. Uh, that for your pick. I'm in a, a bit of a state. I mean, it makes sense. It's like at least we've got one zombie on the show. Oh, there yeah, you go. exactly. You're trying to infect <laughs> us all with your energy. <laughs> oh yes. Anyway, um, this is what Luke said, uh, which would add some colour and context and his said, own personal views. On, on, I really on the want film. Ben to go out and get really pissed the night before. He watched. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm on annual leave, motherfucker. So this is how I do. <laughs> There's an inherent benefit-detriment balancing act when remaking what is already a classic movie. You have an existing audience who are already predisposed pre pre to like your product because it follows the same template, but you also invite comparisons and critique of both the things that have changed and the things that have stayed the same. In some ways, it is impossible to criticise this without acknowledging the failings of 1968, when the original came out. Romero sought some sort of recompense after the original failed to provide much income due to a copyright issue and as such it's no surprise that there is little departure from the original. What differences there are mainly rest upon the swapping out of racial politics for gender ones and this is where this succeeds over the original. Barbara is no longer a catatonic passive victim but now a proactive protagonist played brilliantly by former stunt performer Tallman and it's her arc we're concerned with. Arc. The difference in the ending also serves this purpose, demonstrating that Barbara has had enough of stupid men making stupid decisions that affect her. Todd breaks his horror cherry here, and it's great to see him in a role that requires more than just his gravelly tones and menacing physical presence. Savini is restrained, the direction is not flashy, but easily represents the bleak, confined locale. Gone are most of the Giallo-esque vivid gore effects he's famous for. Instead, we get a more realistic take on injury detail, fitting for the less bombastic tone. The most horrifying element is the attention to detail on the individual zombies, giving us a real sense of character and pre-death life, rather than just a swarming mass of undead. There's some introduction of other horror tropes, the haunted house, the evil child, idiotic decision-making, which are all going to bolster the horror credential. The result of all this is a pure, lean example of the subgenre that proves that classic shufflers in a single location housing a pressure cooker situation can be far more effective than any globetrotting, speedy, manic, infected zombie movie. 10 out of 10. 10 out of bloody 10. Wow. Look at that. That is a... That's that a big a statement. Mm, it is. Well, this is go straight into it. Adam, because this is Luke's choice, you get to decide which order you want people's first impressions in. Let's do Film Buster's order. Okay. I All thought right. we should do that for a patron. All right, seeing as I'm a bit more pro on this film than probably you two, I imagine. <laughs> I'd say so. So I may as well cut right to the chase and, and tell you why I like this one 
more than I like the 1968 original. Firstly, I, th- I think it's very important to note that you, you come to like horror films for, or even what you come to films in general for, is are you there to be entertained? Are you there to be inspired or to be taught something? And I'm without a doubt that the original is more a thinking man's film than this one. Like, 100%. I get that. Um, it's, it's like a commentary on the world we're living in, specifically about race. But that's not saying that this doesn't have its themes, because I do believe that this one is very much about humanity. And yes, I see, like, the sexual politics as well, as, as Luke says. Or humanity, or the lack thereof humanity as well, when it comes to moments of self-preservation, I guess, like this. But... Um, Generally, I just think this is a great film just for entertainment purposes because I think the, the effects are better and you know how much I love effects. Like That is what I, what I, what I thrive in when I watch films. Um, gone are the, the grey-faced ghouls and they're replaced with some fantastic practical effects. Gone are the annoying and useless characters. We're no longer just like relying on Ben but have a sense of unity between our survivors and more focus on one man's selfishness that we can kind of channel all our negative energy into. Everyone plays their part in this uh, to try and help the situation and it adds so much to a film when I feel like I can actually root for everyone as a team. And as Luke said, one of the biggest changes is, is in Barbara who, is, who has been stripped of a damsel in distress persona and made the absolute badass heroine of the story. She's, she's wonderful alongside Tony Todd. I think she's great. And uh, Cooper, I think he's an amazing villain. You hate him. And it works. And even 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 his wife hates him. And she puts in the work for the group as well, which I like. Like everyone is actually doing something in this film. And it's it's actually quite refreshing for a horror film as you would like normally have a, a handful of annoying characters, but like here the deaths mean more because the characters mean just a little bit more to us. I wouldn't say they mean a lot. But they mean a little bit more. It 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 runs at like a breakneck pace from start to finish, and it all culminates in an ending that, although it feels different from the original, I think the the ending of the original is great. I think it's really good. That's the best bit about that original film, and um, and I feel it does still hold the same kind of message for me as well when compared. Not not as strong as the original, but it still holds a good message, and that's humanity. And when it when like when is the point you detach yourself from it in the chaos? And that is my first impression. Okay. Um, all right. So I I gave I think I gave the original a six out of ten. I don't really remember it all too well, um, and I don't know what the similarities really are between this one and the other one. I don't know if it's shot for shot or wh- where we're going with and all that kind of shit. Um, but it, I like it, in one way it's good it throws you straight into it with everything going on but at the same time it then just becomes a zombie film from the very beginning you have an hour and a half of them just attacking zombies from the beginning there's not <clears throat> there isn't the setup there isn't you turn the, into a zombie yourself then. yeah there isn't the setup there isn't the <laughs> working out exactly what's going on there isn't the the levels it almost feels like this film is straight in at an eight out of ten and so you're already like okay great this is gets your attention from the beginning but then it lets it that's an eight out of ten and it's just dragging it on throughout the thing i feel like for me it would have been better off to start at like your fours and then work your way up slowly and slowly and slowly and finish on the big bang of the ten um 
it was okay in places. There were some good moments. Again, I'm not saying it's bad, but overall, I don't remember anything of this fucking film when I watched it yesterday. <laughs> it was your people favorite statement. It My was life. people shooting zombies in the head, and I was like, okay. And I don't know if this film was made in 1968, I, I might give it a bit more respect. But the fact it was made in 1990, and it's still. I don't know. It feels. I don't know if it's since then, but it feels like you've seen this film a million and one times before, and people have done it better. Just because you didn't f- do it first doesn't mean people can't do it better. In my opinion. Mm. Okay. In my opinion. Um. So I really like the original. You big really fan. really like the original. Yeah. Really big fan of the original. Um. I don't. Zombies. Have no appeal for me anyway as a subgenre of the horror genre. The only zombie films that I care for are Romero's. And even that, I'm only talking about uh, Night of the Living Dead and um, Dawn of the Dead, the sequel, mainly because of the characters. Um, 100%. And for the second one, the setting, well, for both of them, the setting, the containment, the contained idea. Um, And the theme, what, what it's saying about people, because the zombies represent something else they're not zombies they represent a mob mentality a mass mentality so that's what i like about them so for me to see zombies i've always thought this is a bit laughable they're ridiculous they're never scary i don't know if they're ever meant to be scary but they don't scare me i think they're a silly thing so night of the living dead 1968 works for me because a it's black and white so it covers up the silliness of the zombies because mm-hmm. you could obviously, obviously the effects are better in this 1991. There's no doubt in that. But that does nothing for me, for my enjoyment of this film. In 68, cover it up because it's silly. Here, you're revealing them more. So I'm really seeing how silly they are and how ridiculous it is whereas in 68 because of the black and white toned down makeup aesthetic i didn't have to worry too much about finding the zombies farcical i could just enjoy the film enjoy the idea of a threat from outside and these survivors in the home and i know that you didn't really like the original uh, characters but i really liked all of the original characters i do think i cared for all of them really even yeah 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 i i mm. cared about all of them because i be- bought into them by comparison, these characters in this 1990 film, and you won't convince me otherwise, are very poorly um, acted television movie acting, as far as I'm concerned, imitation, caricature, impersonations of character archetypes. Awful. Just awful. So bad, by, com- by comparison. In 68, 22 years previously... I buy and believe into all of those characters, and particularly Ben. Tony Todd was a poor, pale comparison of the original Ben. And I can't believe that I was saying that, because I thought at least Tony Todd would do something for me in this film. He didn't. And the Mm. worst crime about this film, the worst crime about this film, is it has nothing new to say. It thinks it does by by saying, we're not going to make it about the civil civil rights uh, movement. We'll take the urgency from... Ben and put it on Barbara and make it about gender politics you're saying nothing new there all you're saying is in the original Barbara was weak in this 
she's stronger and I don't care I don't care it's not about that it's not about that I will never think of this film as an empowering film for women or a great representation of a woman in a horror film it was never meant to be about that I'm really disappointed in Romero I understand that he wanted to remake it because of copyright issues but that does nothing for us as fans us as viewers that's for him that's for, that's for him, him to, to make some money. As viewers, as people who saw the original, why did we need this remake? It is exactly the same apart from Barbara. It, and, and changing her to be stronger did not improve the movie for me. Because it took it away from Ben, who it should have been about. And I've got to say, I feel very uncomfortable, whether it's Romero or Savini or whoever, that we have a film in 68 that put our first black main character on camera and dealt with racial politics and 22 years later we replace his narrative with that of a white woman in this garbage made-for-tv movie. It was a pointless remake. There was no need for it at all. And world when he's done his sequels, why don't just make a new film in the franchise rather than remake your own great work i agree in the most part that um what's the point in remaking stuff but i I think that all comes down to the fact that did you like the original i guess and and my reason i didn't like the original is because i really didn't like any of the characters in it and that really affected my enjoyment of it so when it comes to this film i i enjoyed it so much more because i'm not saying that it was any good it was any good acting anything it just i mean the the it's it's only a minuscule amount better than the original i'm not saying it's an amazing film but it's it is just that little bit more better where i can actually feel like i can like the characters and enjoy that they're all trying to gang together and make this situation happen and when it comes to replacing replacing ben as the, like the the protagonist i felt like he was i felt like it was a double act between between barbara and him and he still gets the same ending. He might turn into a zombie, but it's still exactly the same ending. I, yeah, it is because it's essentially a beat for beat remake. But I mean, it, it takes by having our focus shift to her so much. It make it really does make the film about her journey. It begins with her and it ends with her, whereas the original began with her and then introduced us to Ben. I'm not I'm not saying that I didn't want to follow Barbara's story and mm. that Barbara shouldn't be included as a character of course, but I didn't I I didn't appreciate this revisionism. Right. Because it felt so nailed on and they were so aware of it. The character of Barbara in this says, "Look at me, I'm not panicking. I'm fighting." It's like, "Oh, this is so on the nose." Okay, great. Yeah, we all know 68's Barbara was um, a wet blanket after everything that happened but equally she saw her brother fucking attacked and killed by a zombie yeah but I feel like Barbara in this one goes through that I feel like maybe it's not the best uh, like gradual change in her but she does go through shock absolute shock when we first meet her and she's she's with Ben she can't even speak because mm. she's in total absolute shock and then when she comes to realise what is actually happening, she has to sort herself out. Ben kind of brings her to that realisation that she needs to get through this and actually help and try and 
get past the situation and she comes up she ends up coming up with like the the ideas of how they can get out of the situation yeah she, i think yeah, be- that works better for me than than as as luke said just her being catatonic the whole time mm-hmm. well, I, I had more people to root for in this film that's what i'm saying i, I we had Ben in the original, and fuck Ben. Ben needs a fucking award in that original film because he had to work with some fucking annoying people. Everyone was against him, and that works for the message, I guess. But and it, and it works. It does work for the message. When you get to the end of the film, it's like, wow, that's that's a fucking great, great fucking ending. The whole world is against him, and then literally to a bitter end is against him. And um, but it's the journey of that film doesn't work as well for me as this one does. Well, I, I, see, in this one, it just, it it feels, having any survivor of the main cast alive was going to be a disappointment. Mm. Even if they had kept Barbara in this remake, Catatonic, but had her live at the end, that's disappointing. In the original, they all die. They all become part of the living dead. They were already the living dead. That's That's the point. That's the title. Yeah. The living dead isn't about the zombies. It's about them. And in this, she's stronger. She's a survivor. Fine, make a new film and let that be the story. Why do you have to revise and bastardize your own work, which made a great point. And yeah, okay, it, it worked for you. So, well, that's why. Because for people that didn't like the original, they like this. But the thing that sticks in my craw the most is the fact that Romero was involved in this. Right, if this yeah. was some external doing it, I would, I'd be cross at them. I'd be like, fuck you for remaking it, idiots. However, because Romero is involved, th- that disappoints me. Mm. And it, But also, at the same time, it makes me treat this film far less seriously when you... Because I didn't know until um, Luke said that uh, message about the copyright issue, and I mm. looked it up. And it's like, okay, all right, so it was literally a money thing for you. It was literally a money thing for you. And mm. obviously a little bit of, oh, I'd like to revisit that. So it's like, well, if, if it's just a money thing for you, it's like Taylor Swift re-recording all her albums now that she's on the new label so she can get her money. It's like, fine, cool. We heard the originals, though. We heard the originals. So yeah, yeah, don't, need to, don't need to hear this. Mm. And I, to come to your other point, about the um, characters in the original being annoying. Obviously, the one guy, um, Harry, is that his name? The the guy who's yeah, down Co- in the basement? Harry Cooper, yeah. I mean, he's meant to, obviously, he's meant to be um, a uh, little fuck, a little cockroach. And I yeah. buy into him that he is. But the other characters, I don't think, are annoying. Like, you know, the young boy and his girlfriend who, who are down there, in the original, I mean. Um, I mean, they're just, they're young. They're, they're, they, they're not being annoying or anything. The the boy works with um, Ben to get to the truck before it all blows. Do, do they really all like gang together to try and board the house up? I can't really remember. Yeah, apart from apart from Harry and his wife, because his wife is down with the daughter in the in the basement. Mm. And uh, but and the other thing, notwithstanding, is I saw Night of the Living Dead when I was like eleven or twelve. Yeah. So very fond memories of that. Yeah, to of the course. point where it's like. It was always going to be a tough ask for me to like this film anyway. But the thing is, I would have preferred it if more was different in yeah. this. I, but I, I would, I would I have agree, still yeah. said make a new Living Dead film rather yeah, than a remake. Absolutely. But. but at the same time, 
I is Adam even come, with us? By the way, I'm here. I'm just letting you guys yeah. talk. You have said nothing, sir. Yeah, because you guys are talking. <laughs> I don't have much input on this, but I don't remember the the original at all, really. So coming up from the other angle of you saying it's a bit stupid that it's all like a copyright issue, and Romero just wants to remake his work. Also, don't you feel like it's a little bit of a labour of love from Tom Savini? He's like this guy who's who's maestro in special effects and he's obviously seen this film when he was young and he's like wow that mm-hmm. is everything to me and he's like coming to this with so much love and be like i want to remake that with my kind of uh practical effect background and just do it for love um if if he had worked on a new installment in the franchise yeah like you know mm. land of the dead or something like that i'm sure he did do work on on some of the follow-ups yeah, sure. follow you know do that but like I fucking love Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. If I if I had all the money in the world, I wouldn't be like now. I'm going to do my version of it. I'll I'll remake it with my cast. Mm-hmm. It's like well, no. Why? Yeah. I said uh, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a there's a balance there, isn't there? Because uh, you could go away with this if 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 um, Department ever remade Scarface and it was a bad film. Ah, but yeah, but right now see but the that's differences. The thing. Yeah, there's different. There's differences. That's what I'm saying. So that it depends how you're re- remaking a film. When you, if you're making a film in a new lens with a new, with a new kind of character, a new background of the character, you're create, almost making a new film with the same kind of storylines. Mm. Whereas, as you say, I agree with this. It is literally a remake with just slight changes. When, like, when is that a good thing? When is that a bad thing? Kind of thing. And I think it all depends on how much you like the original. Yeah. It's just I don't understand why the man. I know it, Romero didn't direct it, but I don't understand why he didn't just do a new instalment in the also, franchise. if he got done for copyright, mm. what's stopping this film getting done for copyright if it's pretty much the same film? No, it wasn't. I can't remember the detail. It's something, it's something to do with the actual production of the film meant that he wasn't oh, okay. taking any profit from it, basically. So sales of it, etc. he wasn't getting the money from it. So it's like, okay, let's I, do it again so I can make money from it. I mean, at the end of the day as well, all of the the living dead films that Romero made off this, apart from um, Dawn of the Dead, yeah. are all shit. They're all bad, compared, yeah. Compared to this. Compared I, to this remake of, yeah, the, of I mean, the original. Possibly, yeah. So it's like, even if you remade that one, would it even have been as good as as good as this if, if, if this is even half, if this is half, like bad in your books, how bad mm. are the other ones that Romero actually made? Yeah. But so then, so the, I mean, it's a cash-in thing, and I don't begrudge him for wanting to make money mm. off of off of his work. But it's like, okay, well then, but I can't take it seriously then. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it it kind of boils down to as well as whether you actually like zombie films. I, I yeah. do. I I mean, I love I love Walking Dead, the TV show, and it's and half the time it is how they approach how they approach it, I guess. But it is half the films they make is just silly. But it's a good zombie film for me is about good practical effects with the zombies, and that's all it boils down to at the end of the day. I feel like it's keeping it original and keeping it on your toes. It just this film for me it was just kind of the same thing happening again and again and again for ninety minutes. Mm. It's like it, the, it, it's like the the boiled down version of what you expect a zombie film to be. Yeah, it's basically. like it peaked too early in my opinion. Mm. But also, don't forget. It, because it is essentially a fucking shot-for-shot shot remake, apart from the the end, um, it was the template. There was no zombie. Uh, mm, well, yeah. There were like precursors, but there was no zombie film beforehand. So it already looks 
old-fashioned when you watch it because you've seen the subsequent movies yeah. that it inspired. So when you're watching it, it's like, oh, you're remaking something that was a template a long time ago. We're looking at a template and we've evolved past that. No, I'm also talking within the film itself. It, it went off quick. That's what I'm saying. It went off quickly into having the zombies around, like straight away. It was none the first. That's a good thing, though, right? Also, yeah, I don't mind that. I like that. I don't. Know, I feel like if you're doing that, you've got to, you've got to leave yourself levels to go up, and they didn't. Okay. Well, I mean, they but they do that in the original also. Mm. I I um, find that it's like exciting because then there's no like waiting around for everything yeah. to kick off. You everyone seen the oh. I don't know what's happening. There's a zombie, uh, and then the first person dies, and everyone's wondering what's happening. It's like, no, this is go straight into it. We don't need to know. Yeah. So, but you still got to leave yourself. I I understand what you mean though. Get yeah, about leaving. You, if you if you're if you're starting off at that pace, you need to keep the pace going. Otherwise, it's going to feel like it's going to slow down. Yeah. At mm. any point. Um, I the reason I like this film and it works for me is because yes, this is a winning formula. Like just being a, a group of people locked in a house, surrounded by zombies, it's the bog. It's like the most staple understanding of what a zombie movie is, and that's why it works for me because it is so down the line and good practical effects, and it works for me. Where, whereas when you start doing the stuff that Romero goes on to do later down the line, like Diary of the Dead, where it's like a handheld yeah. camera version, of it, mm. it's like, well, this is not good. I don't care. <laughs> no, I know. And and the thing is, those characters, right? All of the, I mean, I can't even remember them, but I'm fairly sure that all of those supporting characters, you just don't give a shit about any of them. Which, it, it, in a zombie film, you really do have to be interested in the characters you're watching because mm. it isn't about... It's not like a slasher film where when the killer shows up, it's all worth it. Mm. Because when the zombies show up, it's like, well, you're not, you're ridiculous, aren't you? I mean, that's if, why... If a zombie walked in here now, I would laugh at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Slowly would, walk away, you? push it yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, man, I've seen Michael Myers. You don't scare me. I mean, that's why... a running zombie, though? Oh, fuck that, No, mate. no, that's no, that's no gooder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why Dawn of the Dead's so much better for me, in my opinion, than the original. That's the ultimate Romero film for me. The Dawn yeah, Dawn's great. Film. It is great yeah. because you kind of you're with the characters. You like them, and it's entertaining. Mm. And it's, there's a little bit of comedy peppered through as well. Sure, and the, the dead the, is the best. We move on. No. <laughs> uh, I would Silly probably boy. say sure, the dead probably is the best. Yeah, so I probably agree oh, with you because that is the ultimate version of. <laughs> A fun time in a zombie film because that's that's what I go to for in a zombie film. I want to have a fun time. It's not you're not going to be scared by it. So why are you looking to be scared if you're going to a film that kind of film? It's not what you go to that film for. But I think even though I say that zombies aren't scary, that Night of the Living Dead film is scary because of the sense of threat from outside. Because when you're watching, I don't and I didn't feel it with this remake as mm. much. At all, really. In that original, because the house feels very small as well, the house felt much bigger in this one, which didn't help. Because the original house felt very small and very contained, and there was a basement and people in, and the in arguments, etc., that created a sense of fear. I think the the fact that it's in black and white as well, it's like gloomy. Yes, gloomy, Mm. black and white, a different age, a different era. I mean... It all sung to me that original had there was some magic there, 
it was mm. it was dealing with villains that we hadn't seen before, putting a black guy front and centre in the film as our protagonist, unheard of in the horror genre mm. at that point. It was new, it was fresh. And this feels like a microwave heated up version of it. You know? <laughs> it's like <sighs> none of the the only thing Honestly, hand on heart, and I'm not trying to be contrarian with this, but the only the, the only uh, redeeming thing about this film is the effects. But even the effects aren't—that's not enough to enjoy a film. Just because I, I agree, we, yeah. we can see the autopsy scars on a corpse, yeah, mm. cool, okay. So what? I, I enjoy looking at that for three seconds. Now what? Yeah, I, th- I think at the end of the day, that when it comes to a zombie film, it's about how creative you can be with with the zombies. And that's what you're going to get the enjoyment and out the of. And the kills and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's even the kills. It's like you, you can't do much with kills in a zombie film. It's like they're just going to get torn apart. You've got to hit them in the head. That's it. Oh, you want you want kills for zombies, you mean? Sorry. I thought you yeah. meant the humans. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the the immediate... I mean, when it, the, first, the first zombies you see are probably the most interesting ones out of the whole film. I agree. So the first, like the first initial one you see is like, especially after that old man, and he's like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> it's yeah. like, it was quite a shock to suddenly see this other one a bit, and it's like he looks great. And then yeah. you see, yeah, you say the the autopsy one, his suit kind of falls off, and it's it's good because you see it's all setting up. You see the coffin that's been open, mm-hmm. and then the hearse that's there, and it's like, but where's the body? Oh, here's the man. He's, even though he looks like a normal man, it's just because he's just been painting up to look like that in the yeah. in the fucking morgue but um yeah that is good that is good yeah but uh i agree it doesn't it probably doesn't top from those zombies i think they're probably the best out of all of them yeah but they look a hundred times better for, to me than they do in the original yeah i mean they look they look better they do mm. there's no there's no denying that yeah just and- like you know in another 25 years Makeup will look better than what we're currently enjoying now. But that's, yeah, you know, like with anything, if you're going to watch any film, uh, normally like pre 60s, for the most part, we're going to, you're going to be able to say, oh, the acting's not very natural, for example. But it's mm-hmm. like, but that was the style at the time. Yeah, it's not yeah. a flaw. That was how people acted. In 30, 40 years, people may look at the films now and say, oh, the acting is not very authentic, is it? Because they'd have moved on to, to a new style. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, can you enjoy it regardless of that? Can you set that to, to the side? And it's kind of like you almost have to look at something like 68's Night of the Living Dead in the same way that you do when you choose to watch a horror film. Well, you know that mm. you're going to enter a world that is not real. Yeah, You're going to be dealing with things that aren't real. So you have to suspend. If we can suspend our uh, belief for superhero movies, people jumping in the sky and flying, then we can suspend our belief enough to be like, yeah, those zombie effects are pretty weak, but mm. they're not scary anyway. I mean, for all the great effects in this one, the zombies aren't scary in it, are they? No, but I don't find zombies scary anyway, really. No, exactly. No. So that's why it's like, it's less about that. Yeah, yeah. It matters. And and then, and it that just comes back to my main point about it, which is like, well, then what was the point in this film? Other than updating... The effects was what for us as an audience are we meant to take from this that we couldn't have taken from the original? They had different guns. 
Yeah, different guns. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 do you know what? I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I, I like this one more, but I would agree with you. It doesn't do anything enough to make it stand out of being like, wow, they mm. he just he just like perfected it. I don't think he did. He just made it a little bit better for me by just making the the people a bit more likable and adding some great zombie effects. But mm. that's all. That's all he did. I really didn't like the people by comparison. I mm. it, I didn't really felt like TV movie acting. It it was so overacted. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was it was great acting. But I just I just appreciated that they actually tried to make them a little more likable and work as a team. That's all I appreciated more. Ah. Mm. What I did appreciate as well was just small little things. I can't remember if it happens in the original, but I like how how Ben covers up the uncle so that um, Tom doesn't see him. No, like it, it adds a little bit of depth to his character, but he's actually like cares about how how um, Tom feels about seeing his uncle fucking with a bullet hole in his head. Mm. And also like the moment um, where Barbara's outside the house, the whole house has been invaded, and she finally sees the whole group of zombies tearing Tom and Judy Rose apart and eating them. And that's the first time we ever see anyone being eaten by a zombie. And she's like, oh my God. And she's mm. heaving. And it's like, because you don't see that. You, why would they know that they, they're out to eat people? <laughs> Yeah. And I like that. It's like, oh, yeah, she wouldn't know. She wouldn't know that. And I like that little moment. It's a very small little moment, but I appreciate it. Yeah. I don't think in the original that they mention um, Tom's uncle. I think they, I, I can't remember what the explanation is for why they're there. So I did read, yeah, I did read a little um, through <clears throat> a little bit of the plot. I just basically read through the plot again to see if there's any points that are a lot a lows, lows different from this one mm. and from memory I think it's just it's a lady's house rather than a man's house I don't and, even think they say whose house it is but just by the fact there's is there a woman in the way house? like an Airbnb or something Airbnb <laughs> in 1968 <laughs> <laughs> it was the very first Airbnb you can get a holiday <laughs> rentals in 1968 in a cemetery yeah <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go to one <laughs> Oh, did you do, you? do you know what? Um, I was like, "All right, Bill Mosley's in it, cool." And then mm. the, the film ended, and I was like, "Where the fuck was Bill Mosley?" Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realise that he was um, Tommy, uh, not Tommy, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, at the beginning. You see him at the end, though. You see him. Um, uh, he he'd been shot in the eye, and oh. he was. Do you, know, do you know when she gets on the back of the truck and it's got loads of bodies on? Yeah, Which, yeah, he's he's one of the bodies on the back of the truck. All oh, right, um, really identifiable. Yes, in the original, Johnny is there breaking down the door with the zombie. There's that great moment when the zombies bust open the door mm. and this swarm of faces appears, and Johnny's is one of them in the middle. See, but I quite like the how they dealt with it in the ending because it was all about how this whole mob mentality and they're just killing off people and it's like they don't even see him as they used to be human anymore and she comes to this random truck of of this these hillbilly people doesn't even know them and then her brother's just on the back and he's, he's been shot and she's mm. like this was my brother and you've thrown him on the back of a truck like he's nobody yeah i kind of i kind of appreciate that kind of sentiment 
Yeah. I mean, that the, the dehumanization of the living people yeah. works. But it, mm. you know, it works on a perhaps more subtle level in the original. Yeah, yeah. I just, it, everything felt a little on the nose here. It was like, you know what yeah, we yeah, showed you that. before? Let's really reinforce it. Yeah, I, wanna, I do want to rewatch the original. I just don't. I just don't remember anything about it, and I think I felt exactly the same about this. But it would have been good to compare and contrast. But mm. Mm. Like, it, it, I went from so high because I, I really hold that original high up. Um, it's not perfect because essentially it's about zombies, so it's never going to be perfect for me. Mm. But mm. I really hold that one high, and uh, without knowing anything about this film beforehand, I was hope the very best case scenario I was hoping for was for it to be a, a remake in all but name you know do something new yeah like it's not a living dead but we're changing the plot and we're we're leaving the cemetery or we're do- doing this or that to, to literally remake it and, and here's the other thing and this goes hand in hand with how you feel Paul actually I think mm. is that story weren't in 68 very small new story to do it 30 years later, you need to do more than that because it just, otherwise it's boring. Mm. In yeah. 68, it works. Like we know if we watch a film from way back, it's, it, it isn't going to have the, the epic nature of the films that we watch nowadays. So to see something just retread that old ground in colour is like... <laughs> it's, it's more like you, you, you remake a film to see how it's evolved through time, right? And how... How how the situation play out in today's kind of climate, yeah. where they've only updated it with technology. So it's just mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. new cameras. It's in color. They've mm-hmm. got new practical effects, and that's all they've really yeah. done. And just kind of twisted the ending on its head a bit by making Barbara the the winning. Yeah, character. and I, honestly, that is its biggest crime, I think, because you really make a strong point people don't even realize that you make that point until the end of night of the living dead and you're like fuck it's about this mm, mm. and then to just remove that as like 22 years later like um yeah racism's fixed now it's it's <laughs> about uh, barbara not being whiny and annoying well not even whiny and annoying catatonic mm. it's like, I, see, I, I see what you mean i see what you mean but um i still feel like they never made ben apart from her shout and saying you men are always arguing they yeah. never made Ben like the the bad person he oh, was no. he was our he was our kind of our eyes and we were we were rooting for him the whole time yeah and it still it gives him the same ending it's more of a it gives you that double shock because he's he comes out as a zombie and then he just gets shot in the head like he's like did you even know this man you just shoot him in the head like he's nobody it gives it's, him the same literal ending. Yeah, but it's it's shocking more. Him, yeah, but it's it doesn't give him more than the other one. It doesn't transcend that moment by. Yeah, and it's it, it, but it it doesn't give us that impact of, all oh, right, it's about it's about racism. Yeah, yeah, it's about fucking lynching. It removes that, and it's like, what well, fuck that? Because that, then there was a layer to that. There's what? Where's the layer to this? The layer is. Oh, she saw her brother get killed, and um, rather than shut down, mm. she put on a string vest and shot up a bunch of <laughs> zombies. Like, come on, man! It's it's more a broad statement about humanity and how we 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 lose our humanity really, and everyone should be treated as a human. 
It's a broad statement. And that was right there in the original without needing yeah. to slather <laughs> it on. It I agree. Just... I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Do you prefer the original or this one, Paul? I prefer this one just be- for everything leading up to the end. I'd say okay. the ending of the original is better. Everything in the original is better, apart from the <laughs> visuals of the zombie. But I stand by, if you make it black and white, the 68 one being black and white covered a whole host of problems that might have been there with the way the zombies looked. By making it black and white, it, you make it work for me. Mm. I can buy into them. Yeah. Because then Dawn of That's the Dead fair. was so, like, the blood and everything is so ridiculous. It just looks like paintballs. Yeah. Um, but that's where it that feels kind of, more fun. Yeah, it really leads into, leads into the fun side of a zombie film, and that's what I, that's what I go for more in a zombie mm. film out of anything. It's like where you go, what do you approach certain slasher films for? Like, Michael, I want it to be serious. Friday the 13th, mm. I like it to be stupid. Freddy, I like it to be stupid. Freddy. But it's like it depends what 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 is your big bad and how how you like that big bad to be approached and in zombie senses I want it to be really off the wall and silly and over the top deaths and gore and I don't mm. need it to be serious. But see this, you know this remake. Yeah. Did you think it was fun? I I wouldn't say it's it's it's, it's amazingly fun. I enjoyed myself just because I kind of went with the characters a little more. And it's fun just for... I guess it's fun for the effects of the zombies. Mm. That is the fun element. I had a thought. You you know that zombie up front who uh, has his suit cut off down the back? Yeah. Because he's been in the coffin. Do you think they do that? Do you think that's how they put clothes on? Yeah, they do. Corpses in... in, So they don't actually put their clothes on. They just put it over the front. Yeah, because they're, they're, all their bodies are stiff and it's like almost impossible. You'd have to move the whole body. You have to lift the body up to put anything on them. Christ almighty. So that's just the easiest way to do it. Because they, they don't have to be... They have to stand up. <laughs> they're just laying on the clothes. So they just have to pre- look presented like they mm. they look good. <laughs> mm. It's like they, they sew the inside of the mouth shut. Do you reckon they like put sticks and stuff in their legs? Sticks in their legs? Make them walk like a zombie. <laughs> what oh, come on now. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> sticks in their legs? Why would That'd they make need it sticks? Harder. So they, they just have to, they can't bend their legs. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm giving up. I'm not getting it. Come on, give us a last point, Adam. Um, well, I just don't think these films are for me. Do you like any zombie films? Shaun of the Dead. See, if Shaun of the Dead is your favourite zombie film, then you don't like zombie films, and that's fine. Yeah. You like a parody of a zombie film? Well, I don't, yeah, just not massive into zombie films. I think they're all... No, I Wait. agree. Yeah. Zombies are boring. Do you like Zombie Land? It's all right. Oh, yeah. But then again, it's because it's stupid. It's not a comedy film. It's not a zombie yeah. film. Mm-hmm. There's other that's elements true. to it. It's a comedy film around zombies, not a zombie film around zombies. Do you know what? I would say Zombieland is better than Shaun of the Dead. It's a, it's a, it's a great film, yeah, but I, I would still go for Shaun of the Dead. Mm. That is like a film we grew up with, so I can't really... Mm. Sorry, Luke. Um, it's not a 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> just while I think about this, 
because it's yeah. the only time I'll mention it. When I originally bought Night of the Living Dead, I bought it from the corner shop by my house back mm. when DVDs were just a, a thing. Yeah. I feel like it was one of the first DVDs I bought, one of them. Um, but the version I had, even then Romero was doing it, the fucking... He's, he cannibalizes his work, man. When I watched it, there was an opening five minutes and an closing five minutes that aren't in the film. That right. aren't in the film as we watch it now. So I think it was the 30th anniversary, maybe. Mm. He had shot additional footage involving the what? lead zombie from the original, but being an older character at the beginning as a different zombie with these graveyard guys who bring a corpse into the cemetery. What? Then, <laughs> yeah. So the the lead... When did he shoot it? I guess oh, in 98. It oh, was just shit. It was okay. like an additional five minutes. Was it it must have been white? the 30th anniversary. Yeah, it was in black and white. Mm. But looking back on it now, it's so clear that it was like modern actors... And they mm. tried to make it seem like it was back then, but it didn't. But anyway, it had a really good score for that release, which isn't on any version that I've seen since. And kind oh, of like Metropolis, mm. it changes it. The film Night of the Living Dead 68 was better on that DVD because of the score. Oh, interesting. Okay. And the score of Night of the Living Dead as is is not strong enough scores can really make or break things man yeah I, I agree well that'd be interesting to see what that's the one with the scoring yeah I, I, I would have to be particularly the scene in the original where Ben is telling Barbara how he encountered the zombies for the first time he, he has like a monologue for about three minutes about mm. and the score playing over that was so good and then I remember watching it at another point and that score wasn't there. And I was like, fuck, what's missing? Some emotional punch is missing from this. It is like that fucking um, Metropolis, man. That version of Metropolis that we watched yeah. with that score is it's incredible. It's like industrial techno. Yeah. I feel mm. like if you watch that without a score, Metropolis suddenly isn't as yeah. good a movie. If it's like orchestral. And yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think it would work as well. I thought the score in this one was pretty bad, by the way. It was just like someone fucking around on a synthy keyboard in their bedroom. Well, I don't even remember it, so I couldn't tell you a single beat that I remember. There weren't much. There weren't much. Mm. Are we going to do scores? Let's do some scores. Do you want me to go first? Tell you what, talking to you boys brings me out of a slump. It really does. That's not Yeah, you you started talking, mate. You perked up. I I told you this would happen. I appreciate it. (laughs) Do you want my score to bring you back down again? Seven. Yeah, it's, it's a seven. It's a seven. I think it's, I think it's good. I enjoy it to a point. I don't think it's great. I'm giving it a five. I gave the original a six, and this is a five. I yeah, five. 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 There we go. Yeah. Wow. Well, should we incorporate all those scores and see what we get? Because we're also including the ten out of ten from Luke. Oh fuck me! Yes. Mm-hmm. Good lord. Luke, you're messing everything up. Well, obviously, <laughs> Luke is um, not going to be happy with any of us because none no. of us are giving it higher than a seven. So it yes. doesn't reach any of our top tiers. Mm. Right. Well, that averages it all out. A 10.755 is a 6.75. There's only two other films that have got 6.75, and that is Captain Marvel and Glass, which is above it. So if we start on Captain Marvel. Captain I Marvel's would say. Better. I would say Captain Marvel is better. Yeah. What I'm it, sure I gave it? it a seven. Did I give it a seven, Captain Marvel? Yeah, I gave it a seven. 
Adam will not be happy that Captain Marvel is above, I'm, I'm sure. Are you happy with that, Adam? I mean, to be fair, I don't care about either of the films. <laughs> what did he give really Marvel, sorry, Captain Scott, Marvel? Luke. He gave it a five <laughs> as well. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, I gave Captain Marvel a four, apparently, but on the things it might be a five. Oh, OK, you have to change that again. You, you, you brought it lower and lower every day. This is better than Captain Marvel. OK. Ways. But it's not... It's staying below it, Adam. Sorry. It's a 6.75, which goes up to a 6.8. There you go. Yeah. There we go. So we got uh, Night of the Living Dead, Night Night Remake. It's below Captain Marvel. And it's just above Sonatine. Oh, come on now. How about that? <laughs> Terrible what happens on this podcast sometimes. I'd rather watch this than Sonatine, i got to say. Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> Good Lord. Sonatine is better than this. Come on, of course it's not, it was. I did not enjoy that film, I'm sorry. Silly, silly, silly boy. What a silly boy. Well, that's it. That is the end of Night of Living Dead 1990 and the end of our 1990 round. We've got a you round up on 1990 said? round. You know what we should have said? What? Probably include it in the actual episode it's, itself it, when mm. we were talking about that film, is it is very consistent with pretty much everything we've looked at in 1990, which is gender. It's all been about... Gender reversal, people, yeah. gender roles being swapped. That's what all of these films in 1990 have been about, I'd say, in one way or another. Oh, we've got to pick say, our moments, haven't we? Yeah, yes, I, we do. I, I haven't done any of that prep. <laughs> would, we, um, would you say Wild at Heart is about gender roles? No, that, so that's the only no. one that isn't. I was trying to think about it. It's not. Mm. That's just Lynch. Lynch just exists outside of whatever the fuck's going on in the zeitgeist anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he would never fall in line with being like, oh, yeah, this is what films are about these days. That is a good... Good thing, though. <clears throat> All right, then, boys. So to wrap up 1990, as we always do, let's take a look back and pick our our best this, that, and the other. Um, we'll do. We'll leave moments till last. Let's go with your best favorite or best character. Uh, it's, it's Arnie in Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> I got to agree. I think everyone's going to say that. Aren't we? I don't think Ben is. I'm not saying it. I mean, obviously. It's a 10 out of 10, and I love that, but I knew it would get love anyway, so I'm going with Ron Silver. Yucky yuck. Eugene. <laughs> that character, man. That Honestly, sweaty, sweaty, grimy man. Good old Eugene. <laughs> we loved him, really, until he turned into a big rapist, and then we didn't like him as much. Oh, I didn't like him all. <laughs> oh, yes, uh, but, but actually... We don't like Ron Silver. No, we don't like him. <laughs> we subsequently found stuff out about Ron Silver. We like Eugene, the character. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't like get... anything about him. I like Eugene, the character. <laughs> I don't like Ron Silver because of his troublesome personal political beliefs. Mm. Go and Google it, folks, and you'll see what I mean. A good. Um, what about your favourite quote, then, boys? I would go straight back to John Kimball and say, Who's your daddy and what does he do? Yep, that's mine too. I like the bit in Night of the Living Dead when he's taking the TV to the basement and he's like, what do you say? He goes, I can't get any reception down there, you dickhead. <laughs> so why was he fun. taking the telly down there? Because he wanted to remove it so people didn't find out about what was going on. Why? I, I honestly think he was going to put the TV down the basement. Because <laughs> 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 I thought, you know, he's selfish, he just wants the TV. Play with the rabbit ears. Play with the rabbit ears. <laughs> I love in the original when Ben shouts at him, he's like, go on, get out of that damn basement, get! And then they literally had Tony Todd say it in this, 
get down to that basement, get it. And it's like, oh, the Wasn't original delivered Ben would whip as well. your ass. Yeah. Mm. Good Lord. Good Lord. Um, well, what's your best, best line? Oh, yeah, it's best scene now. What's the best moment, is it, that defines? Best scene, best moment? The best moment that defines yeah. this whole year, whatever. Wild at heart, and it's the bit in the bank when a dog walks out with his hand. Just weird and wacky. <laughs> that defines all of these films. Yeah. Normal gender, gender stereotypes would be that the, the female dog would take That's, the hand. Yes. But in this it one, the male dog. Female dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yours, Paul? Um, uh, mine does not <laughs> it's not anything well it is because it is it's Arnie again and he's in the the stereotypical female role of being a teacher saying shut up shut up and the mm. whole scene just the whole camera movement of, of Pope going in on his face like it's a very dramatic scene it's just wonderful it's a wonderfully shot scene <laughs> it is well shot it's great <laughs> you can't really argue with that I'm going to go back to where it all began and I'm going to throw back to Jamie who brought misery to us because even oh, though shit. I had my problems so with it so long ago mm. I know it was long ago even though I had my problems it's um it is the scene that defines all of these films that we've covered, and it is the uh, ankle-breaking scene. Wonderful. Uh, Literally shattering the man's legs. You see it. Ugh. Yeah, and it represents just breaking and shaking and the dam the damage that was done across all of these films to damage and reparations that were done to gender roles. Mm. There you go. Good wow, one. 1990. That was a fun round, that one. What a wild round, that is. Yes, I enjoyed 1990 very much. It was. It was nice to go back in time. And Luke, thank you for bringing yes. that to us as well, because that conversation needed to be gotten out of the system. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Right, do you want to know where we're going next? Yeah. Our next year, our next round, and it's being brought to us by another patron. It's a film that I don't think any of us have seen. Have you seen this film, Adam or Ben? Do you know what yes, film we're going to say? I have seen it. Oh, I don't you know have what the film it. is. I've seen it, and not only have I seen it, it was the very first film that Jenny and I ever watched together. Oh, oh. I remember you saying this, actually. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. This is 2007's Once. Have you seen it, Adam? No. Okay. I, I don't know anything about it. All I know is there's a picture of two people walking down the, uh, the neck of a guitar. That is the poster. So I'm guessing it's something about music. I know Sean loves music. And so I, I'm sure he loves this film. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to talking about it. I'll keep my feelings reserved. Mm, and we're kicking off 2007. I, I haven't even looked what's in 2007, but oh, well, I'm sure we've got some, some bangers in there. There are some bangers in there, absolutely. I Ooh. wonder if, if we will pick along a theme line again. Oh, wow. Well. Interesting. We shall see. Oh, yeah. Good, well, thanks. That's that. That's that's uh, going to be the <coughs> kicking off the next episode. So before we, I know, I know exactly what I'm picking for 2007. Oh really? Oh yeah, cool. Exciting. That's probably the the quickest I've ever decided. Are you are you the first one to pick off? No, Sean? Adam. <clears throat> okay. Cool. Paul gets last pick for 2007. Lovely. And I think there's a chance that you might pick this film, uh, but I'll I'll be picking it. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit like Doctor Sleep. I assumed you were going to pick Doctor Sleep for that for that yeah, year. Yeah. But I was if you didn't, I was going to pick it anyway. So Oh, fun times. Alright. Well that's next episode. So before we round this episode off, this got 
we got to talk about our patrons and basically what films they are bringing to the podcast today for their best and worst of this week. So if you want to do that, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters and you become a patron for one pound, a mere, a mere one pound you become a patron for. And you can get loads of content over over like over 40 episodes at the moment. So, um, yeah, you can do that and become a patron just like the likes of Jason Clarkson. Yes, you can also join the new one, Francis Ciberini. You can also join Andy Bishop, holiday friend. Andy Bishop, holiday friend. And you can also join Mr. Ben from Film Vloggers. Yes, we also have Mark and Steve from Movie Drone. Good lords, heavens yes. We also have Brent from Home Video Hustle. Heavens. Heavens, we also have Mr. Luke Human who chose this episode for us to talk about Night of the Living Dead. Yes, we do. We also have Fiona Stewart. Who who popped up on Twitter recently after our yes. Blue Steel episode, so she's yeah. very much she's still knocking still around. She gave it a ten out of ten, she loved it. Yes. We have the controller of the next round himself, Sean Panda Nicholson. Then we have Mr. Albuquerque himself, Nerdrovert. Yes, we always have the ever contrarian Julio. We have the very learned Jamie Russell. And then we have the very sexual Katie Anoti. Mm-hmm. Right, so we only have one patron setting in their picks this week, and that's Mr. Sean Panel Nicholson. Who's choosing the film next week? He says, Well, I probably shouldn't be commenting, as I've only been watching crappy Hallmark Christmas films, which Good. I Excellent. love, by the way. In Fair case play. anyone cares about such thing, broadcasting Christmas is the best so far, and small-town <laughs> Santa is the worst. Anyway, I love you guys and all that you do. Keep it up. Well, we do we love Christmas films? Yeah. I do, and the right time of year. It is the right time of year, baby. Not quite yet. What, are you reserving it till December 1st? No, no, maybe not December 1st, but there needs to be, yeah, a little bit in the middle. I mean, we're absolutely going to have some uh, Christmas-related episodes coming out. Yeah, for sure. But we normally, in past years, we've done Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2 commentary, live commentary. I guess we're going to do a Christmas live commentary this year. Yes. But what will the Christmas film be? Is the oh, I wonder. I, I wonder. Think, I feel like maybe we decided, but we just won't reveal it yet. Yeah, I'd say so. It's just we not have decided, it. haven't we? Yeah, I think so. Mm. That'll be fun. It'll be only my second watch in my lifetime of that film. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So wow. it'll be I it would be good to revisit it. Oh, for sure. That's exciting. Mm. Okay. Well thanks, Sean, and thank you for our next episode. It's uh look forward to it. Once. Yeah. Are you are you coming to join us on the Patreon episode, Ben? I have done no prep. <laughs> I can try, but I don't know what I would say. Okay. Well, if you look forward to seeing what Ben has to say, you can come join us now over on the Patreon channel. For a mere £1, but you won't be able to listen to this episode, you'd have to pay a little bit more. But you can listen to over 40 episodes for £1. But until then, you could just go see us on the next episode. We love yes. you guys. Speak to you in a bit. Ew,